and welcome to Figuring It Out, a podcast about life, love, sex and everything in between with your host, Kaylee Brain. Hello, that is me. How are we? Coming up on today's episode, we are talking how to survive Christmas, aka how to just enjoy your Christmas day because it's not really something that we should have to survive, but let's be honest, it's definitely not the same as when we were kids. There's alcohol involved, family we haven't seen all year, you know, so much food and also throw into the mix Corona. You guys might be spending it alone. And we're also going to be talking about how to tell if someone likes you in Kaylee's hot seat a little later in the episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast, episode three. Fucking thrilled to have you here. Also, Merry Bloody Christmas. It is literally Christmas Eve. What the fuck? I mean, it's actually Christmas Eve Eve right now when I'm recording this, but still, we're so close to Christmas. I actually have to be honest, this is the first Christmas that I'm just like not excited for. Like, I just don't really care. I don't know why, but I'm just kind of like dreading it. Did my Christmas shopping literally yesterday because every single year, without a fucking doubt... (laughs) Yes, I am a poet. Um, I do my shopping so fucking late. Also, yes, I forgot about that. We have a new Instagram for the podcast. I'm so excited. Holy shit. Okay. Do you know how long it took me to find a pot, like a Instagram, fuck, what's it called? The Instagram handle. I had to search so much to try and find an Instagram handle that wasn't taken. Like there's this girl that has figuring it out, just figuring it out. She has four and she hasn't posted in like two years. I'm like, babe, give me your handle. Um, So we've settled for figuring it out potty at the moment. So you can find my new Instagram at figuring it out potty, P-O-D-D-Y, not potty. And um, also the funniest thing, (laughs) Holly, if you're listening to this, um, someone actually thought that it was called fingering it out, which honestly I'm not that offended by. I kind of think that's really fucking funny. Considering my first post on that account was the whole, um, you know, if you put your finger in my bum, I'm probably going to get feelings for you, which again, I'm quite literally ordering mugs. I'm ordering like three mugs and if they look any good, I'm actually going to do a merch order and then we can actually buy them because I think that's so fucking funny to have a mug with that on it. But um, anyway, we spoke about that last week. We're not going down that tangent again, but just wanted to say that, yeah, the podcast finally has an Instagram and I'm so excited for it. Anyway, moving on to the weird thought of the week. And now I just need you guys to be prepared. This is very weird. I actually told my family the other day and I got a mixed bag reaction. Like one of my sisters was like, that's actually really funny. And the other one was like, that's really fucking weird. Okay. So last Wednesday, I accidentally got a bit drunk as you would know, because the podcast was a little bit late and I did apologize for that. And I was wildly hungover when I edited it, whatever. So anyway, that night, me and my friend were sitting there and we we're talking and we we're talking about how people look cool when they're bold, right? Like these chicks that have bald heads and they just really rock it. Well, I was saying, I don't think that I'd suit a bald head. Um, if I ever went bald for whatever reason, I would definitely get a wig because I just feel like my head is massive and I just don't think that I would suit having no hair. Anyway, she was like, I would love to be bold, but how do I know if I'm going to suit it or not? And so I was like, oh my 
my God, of course, a bald cap. We <laughs> should get you a bald cap. And then you can quite literally see what you'd look like bald, right? But I took it one step further. And keep in mind, I was a little bit intoxicated. So <laughs> I was like just spitting absolute banter, um, if that's even fucking how you say that. But anyway, I thought of the best idea and I'm 100% doing this. Basically, you get a Polaroid camera, you get a bald cap, and everyone that comes to your house has to take a Polaroid photo with the bald cap on. And then you just have a, like a photo wall, all of your friends and family with a bald cap on. Like how fucking funny is that? Anyway, I don't know if that's really fucking weird, but I just thought it was so unique. I was like, what a vibe to walk into someone's house and then just hand you a bald cap and be like, you have to take a photo with this. Otherwise, you're not coming into my house. Um, and then you just have a fucking photo wall of everyone's bald heads. I love it. I think it's so funny. And um, that is officially the weird thought of the week even though it was last week, but still, whatever. And um, then again, moving on to my recommendation of the week, I've quickly realised how hard this is to get a recommendation every week, um, mostly because I get obsessed with things and then I forget about it really quickly. Like I have a really short attention span, so I might be obsessed with something for like two days and I will not shut up about it, but then when it comes to recording the podcast, I've completely forgotten what it was, what it is that I was obsessed with. So my recommendation this week is to get a new pair of sunnies. Like I can't tell you how good a new pair of sunnies feels. I have gone a few months without having any sunnies and I just was like, I've ac I accepted that I was not going to get sunnies until after Christmas. To be honest, I was just putting it off because I didn't want to spend money on me, <laughs> which is just so very humble of me. But anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, yeah, new sunnies. And also it's Christmas. Go to a fucking Christmas movie. Like, don't be that person that's like, ew, Christmas movies. <laughs> Go and watch The Holiday. Don't be a fucking party pooper. Go and watch The Grinch and have a good fucking laugh and realise how similar you are as The Grinch as an adult. <laughs> I don't know. Be fucking, be in the Christmas jolly spirit. Anyway, I think this is about the longest intro possibly ever. So let's go ahead and um, go into today's go into today's episode. I'm trying to figure out a new way to say that because I know I say let's jump into a lot and people are getting, well, not, I don't know if everyone's getting annoyed, but I need something new to say, let's go into the episode. Anyway, let's bloody go. Okay, so naturally it's Christmas Eve and I want to do a podcast episode on Christmas. How original of me. But I wanted to do this episode because I genuinely feel like Christmas is one of those times where it can bring up a lot of stuff for people, whether you're single or you're in a relationship or, you know, you just are struggling with your relationship with food even. Christmas is one of those times where like it can get to the point where you just want it to be over and done with. Like I know that this year I have had way less passion for it and I don't know if that's just because we've had a pretty wild year. I definitely don't have as much money as I would normally have around this time of the year because I've been a student this year. So I was kind of like, oh, I feel really bad not being able to buy everyone like, you know, presents that I would normally get. And I know that sounds really frivolous and really, what's the right word? Oh my God, I can't think of the word, but it sounds really materialistic. That's the word I'm looking for in, you know, I want to buy people presents and like, I know I get it. Christmas is way more than the gifts that you give people, but it's just something that I think living in a capitalist society, it's something that we all deal with, right? And there's nothing worse than being at Christmas and being like, fuck, I have no money. What am I going to get everyone? It fucking sucks. But anyway, this is not about me. I'm not going to sit here and complain about Christmas because I know I'm going to have a bloody 
bloody beautiful day with my family, with my friends, and just hopefully, you know, have a bloody beautiful day. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't bring things up for me. And that's why I wanted to do this episode because Christmas is just one of those time of the year, naturally being around family who can you know, have the ability to tap into your vulnerabilities like no one else. My family is some of the only people that know how to make me cry. (laughs) Like that sounds so awful. I feel like my mum, my sister's going to listen to this and be like, okay, bitch. But genuinely, I know for a fact that like my sister in particular, my older sister is one of the only people on this earth that can make me fucking cry from just saying one thing because she knows my insecurities. And the same with my mum. Like my mum, I love her so much. And if she thinks of me, like it makes me fucking cry. So anyway, naturally put us all in a room together, add some alcohol, add some fucking Aussie summer heat for Christmas. It's fucking a recipe for someone getting upset, Del. So I don't know. I think it brings up a lot of shit also when there's like food involved. And I'm someone that has struggled with my eating forever. Like I don't think there's ever been a time that I haven't had a weird relationship with food. So Christmas always, always brings that up for me. And I wanted to talk about that as well. So I wanted to break this down into a few categories and I was actually going to talk about relationships, but I think I'm going to leave that because I have never been in a relationship at Christmas and that might sound like I'm super lonely. It's not. I genuinely have been in relationships, but it's always been that awkward stage where you don't really want to bring them to your family Christmas. So you just kind of text them on the day and you're like, Hey, Merry Christmas. Like, hope you have a nice day. (laughs) So I've just never had to bring someone to my family Christmas, but I've been at like family events with people or like I've been at their family events. Um, and I guess it's all kind of similar, but I don't really want to talk about relationships today at Christmas because I don't fucking know. I don't feel like I could give accurate like advice on that, but I am going to give, I'm going to break it down into two separate categories. First of all, we're going to talk about if you're single on Christmas and you know, the things that that brings up and like how to deal with it and just how to fucking remember who the fuck you are on Christmas. Because sometimes when you're single on Christmas, this might again, sound frivolous to anyone who's in a relationship, but like being single on Christmas can actually be super lonely and it can bring up all these emotions of feeling like, you know, I guess like worthless to a certain extent as well, because you feel like everyone else has partners and you don't. And you're kind of like, why another Christmas with that? I'm single. So we're going to talk about that. But then I also want to talk about food around Christmas and how to deal with relatives that comment on your food intake and your body and all that sort of stuff around Christmas. Because once again, something that is just happens to be inevitable when you're seeing family on Christmas. Um, But before I do go into that, I just want to add a little disclaimer. First of all, again, everything that I say, take it with a grain of salt. I'm obviously not an expert. I'm just talking from my personal experience. But also, I just wanted to say, if you're spending Christmas alone this year because of COVID or because of any other reasons, I just want to say that my heart is with you and I will be doing FaceTime calls to anyone who is alone this Christmas. If you are literally quarantining, um, I doubt that anyone will want to. (laughs) But if you do want to FaceTime me, I am fucking fully available for a little FaceTime call, Dal. Even if I'm absolutely smashed off my tits in the corner of my backyard, I will 100% give you a FaceTime call and we can have a little Christmas chat. But um, my heart is with you if you are quarantining this qu- this Christmas or you are spending it alone because your family, you know, 
can't travel to where you are. I am thinking of you. I'm sending my love and I hope you have a lovely Christmas regardless. But in saying all of that, let's go ahead and jump into talking about being single on Christmas. Hello, my single Pringles. <laughs> like I said, I have actually been single every single Christmas, which sounds so sad. I feel like some people are going to listen to this and be like, is she okay? <laughs> First of all, I'm fucking fine. Um, I know that I'm a legend and I know that the right person is like on their way to me. Woo woo vibes. But like, I know that the right person is out there for me. I just haven't found them yet. And that's totally fine. Our paths will cross when they're meant to. But in the meantime, time, I'm going to enjoy my Christmas solo because holy shit, let me just say there is absolutely some really big pros to being single on Christmas and I feel like I've discovered them all <laughs> being single on Christmas forever. I want to talk about the pros of being single on Christmas because believe it or not, there is a lot of pros on Christmas. The first one being naturally you spend less money. Again, I'm a little bit broke this year. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. I've been a student this whole year. I have not been a student since I was in high school. So it was a bit of an adjustment to get used to a budget where I didn't have a full-time income. So I'm actually kind of grateful I don't have a boyfriend for Christmas this year because he would be getting sweet fuck all for Christmas. He would be getting a big sloppy kiss and a hug and I'd be like, that's it, babe. That's you done. <laughs> or he would have had the $30 limit that the rest of my family had. So yeah, number one, you know, you get to spend less money because you don't have to buy anyone a present. And also you can just go and buy yourself a present. Like I bought myself some sunnies. I love that I said I'm so broke and I'm <laughs> going out and buying sunnies. Also, I think my version of broke, this is so funny, actually. I'm just going to quick side note. I digress as per usual. But like when I say I'm broke, it's like I know that I'm privileged to say that I'm broke because I'm actually not broke. Like I have money. And I know that if I didn't have a job for like the next couple of months, I would be able to survive off what I have in savings. However, they're savings and I hate touching them so much. So like I just refer to how much money I have in my bank account that I can spend. And at the moment, it's hovering around the zero mark. So I like to say that I'm broke um, because I don't like to go into savings. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically that one was just, you get to spend less money, which honestly I'm fucking here for. Love spending money when it's on myself. Not a huge, I'm not like, my love language isn't gift giving. My love language is... Um, acts of service. Like, let me do something for you to show you my love. But gift giving, I fucking suck at gift giving too. Holy shit. That's another thing. I will ask you exactly what you want and I will deliver. I will get you exactly what you asked for because I am the worst gift giver to exist. I swear. I just, I don't know. I don't care about it. I don't like it. Um, maybe that makes me conceited. I don't know. But unless I unless I see something and I'm like, holy shit, that person would love that. I'm just really bad at picking something that you would like. Um, because I'd rather give something to you that you really want. So I always just ask people what they want. Anyway, holy shit. Talk about a tangent. Number two, no drunk arguments. I actually wrote this down because I feel like over the years I've seen some drunk Christmas arguments, someone ends up in tears. It's just a shit show. And like, honestly, the best thing about being single, right, is that you don't have to worry about that. You just get to sit back with your margarita and watch on and go, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I get to go home to my own bed tonight and I don't have to deal with this shit. It's fucking, it's just so peaceful. Being single on Christmas if anything, it's just peaceful. We love peaceful. Number three, you don't have to split your Christmas between two places. We love that. Honestly, 
I, I mean, I'm not really doing anything for Christmas this year, so it wouldn't have mattered if I had to go somewhere else. But I have been in relationships before and to me, meeting parents is so anxiety inducing unless it's like really casual. If it's really casual, I don't care. Like, let me meet your dad. Not a problem. But if it's like, oh my God, we're going to have dinner at their house. I'm, I'm instantly terrified. Like I will have anxiety up until the day that I get to meet their parents. Fuck that shit. I hate it. So naturally, um, unless they were legends, I feel like I'd be so anxious about doing Christmas at my partner's house. Unless, like I said, they like, he had like some epic family and I just felt like I fit right in. In that case, amazing. But for the sake of this, <laughs> we're going to say that it's a pro that you don't have to split your family. Like you don't have to um, split your Christmas up any more than you have to. I come from a divorced family. So on Christmas, normally if my dad is not doing FIFO, which he does, he does like one year away, one year home. We would normally do two Christmases already. So I'd spend like the morning with my mum, the afternoon with my dad. Last year, we actually combined it and we had them both at Christmas it was like, it was an experience, but they actually got along really well. And no mum's listening to this. So mum, you did really well. Also dad, if you're listening, lovely job co-parenting that Christmas. It was delightful. Um, but this year he's away. But anyway, we would normally do two Christmases, right? So two Christmases and then add in a third to go to their family. But then <laughs> if they're divorced and you have to do four Christmases, that's fucking wild. And that is way too much work for me. No, sorry. Everyone's going to have to get over their shit and come to my house for Christmas because holy shit. So um, yeah, take that as a pro. No splitting up your Christmas. We love that. Anyway, last one. And this is just something that I wrote down because I do this. I love watching romantic comedies. It's not a secret. Every guy I've ever dated pretty much hates it, but I love them. I'm such a hopeless romantic. And one of the best things about being single on Christmas is that I can watch any Christmas movie I want and no one has to say a word. Everyone, like, I mean, <laughs> no one's going to attest. It's just me. So yeah, watch every Christmas movie that you want. Watch it with popcorn, chocolate, whatever you want. Eat in your bed. No one's going to get angry about a crumbs in the bed. First of all, also, I just literally keep going these tangents, but I'm definitely someone that likes to eat in my bed, right? So I could never date someone that doesn't like to eat in bed. I'd be like, what? You sit at the table and eat? Oh, I hate that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I could make it a habit that I actually do that, but I'm genuinely I love to get like a burrito, lay my bed, have my aircon on and watch TV in bed. Oh, so good. So anyway, if you're single, fucking get into bed, get a big fat burrito and watch whatever you want on TV, Tell All the romantic movie Christmas movies that you can, your heart desires. Love that for you. So we've spoken about the pros of being single at Christmas, which like I said, there's a few, there's definitely probably more out there. Um, if you can think of any, come let me know on Instagram and I'll post it on my story so we can all kind of just like feel better about being single on Christmas. But I feel like there is one major con to being single on Christmas and it's, oh, it's dreaded every year. I know that it's coming. Like I literally posted it on my Instagram stories the other day because I was going to a family Christmas and I knew I was going to get asked why I am not seeing anyone or if I'm still single or what my love life looks like right now. I, I know it's coming every single year and that is literally the dreaded, oh, like, are you still single? Or like, are we going to meet someone this year? Or like, are you seeing anyone? It happens 
happens every fucking year and I can guarantee you that if you're single you've heard it at least once your Christmas. It's always the family that you haven't seen for you know the good part of the year and then you all come together on Christmas to kind of like reunite or maybe there's someone that hasn't been at Christmas for a few years because of whatever reason and then they've joined the family and they're like oh like are you seeing anyone? This happens to me every year like I've said about three times now and I have come up with a few things that you can say back to that because it is probably the most frustrating thing ever. It's just like, can I not just be single? Like, why is there something wrong with being single on Christmas? It's people just blow my mind that they think that being single is such a fucking bad thing. Okay, Karen, maybe I just haven't found someone who knows where my fucking clitoris is, but also can make me laugh and have an intellectual conversation with me. It's really hard to find all three. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> obviously you can say that if you're feeling cheeky. I have not said that yet, but I feel like if I've had a few drinks, I probably would be brave enough to say that. One thing I do like to say in like, in a, like a, you know, a really like nice tone, I would never say this nastily because I don't think anyone's asking me out of viciousness. They're just curious. I'm always like, oh, like, is there anything wrong with being single? Or, you know, I'm always like, oh, there's like, you know, I'm just focusing on myself. Like, I don't really feel like there's anything wrong with being single. I'm so young. Like at the end of the day, hun, I'm 22. <laughs> I definitely do not need to settle down if I don't want to. Again, I'm just going to say this for the podcast. I'm like open and receptive to a relationship. I'm in a place in my life where I'm happy being single because I genuinely love where I'm at, at in life. However, if the right person wants to come along and they were literally my perfect person and I got along so well with them and whatever, all the factors that go into making someone amazing and like you want to pursue them romantically, then I will pursue that and I will be happy to have a relationship come to me. I'm like definitely not being like, fuck relationships because that's not the case. Like I would love to have a relationship, but I'm just not actively seeking it because I'm quite content where I'm at at the moment. So when people ask me this on Christmas this year, I've already been asked once. Love that for me. I think this year I said like pool isn't very big. There's not many fish in the sea at the moment that are worth my time. So I don't know. I think like once you know your worth as well, and you know what you're looking for, it's way harder to like settle down and find someone because you're like, I'm not going to accept X, Y, Z. And unless they offer me X, Y, Z, I don't want it. And then you become content with being single and whatever. Anyway, again, I fucking digress. Hello, word of the episode. I digress. I think we fucking spotted it. Hello. What the fuck was I even saying? I'm pretty sure I've just gone on the most tangent ever. We need to come with another word for tangent because I'm saying that far too often as well. Christ. Okay. Number two, something that you can say. Just literally say like, I just haven't met the right person yet. Or I actually, no, <laughs> I lied. There is something that I normally say. I'm like, oh, they're all duds. Like I've, I've dated a few, but they're all duds. Um, so we love that as well. Obviously, I said this on my Instagram too. You can definitely spice it up by telling someone that you're like waiting until marriage or like you're a lesbian. You don't have to be either of those things. And I'm not making fun of either of those things. I think it is funny to spice it up and tell someone that, especially if you've got like a conservative um, family member who just won't stop prying about your love life and you're like not a lesbian, but you're like, yeah, I'm just like into girls at the moment. <laughs> just watch their face be like, what? And never ask you again because they don't want to hear about your lesbian love life. And another one, 
I love, which is like a little bit cheeky. <laughs> I would only say if I was a few drinks deep, I would be like, you know, I'm actually looking to date someone I like. Like I'm not just looking for validation. So that's why I'm still single. Thank you. I don't know. There's so many things that you can say. I feel like we need to collectively come up with a response to people that just constantly ask you why you're still single. First of all, it's just fucking rude. It just implies that there's something wrong with being single when there's nothing wrong with being single. Let me say that for the fifth time this episode. There is nothing wrong with being single at Christmas or any time ever. Being single is just a fucking natural part of life. It helps you grow. It helps you understand yourself. It is peaceful AF a lot of the time, unless you're dating a fuckwit. That's a different story. Actually, I forgot to mention, this is a great suggestion from one of my friends. You should just bring a friend. Bring a friend with you to Christmas if you can. Obviously, I know all of my friends are busy, so like none of them want to come to my family Christmas. However, if you're having like a afternoon soiree with the family and you know that your friend is having like breakfast with her family, then they normally don't do much in the afternoon. Ask them if they want to come to your family Christmas and you guys can just hang out and get drunk together. Go hang out with your fun cousins if you have any and do that. And then that way people are more likely to avoid you and they're not probably not going to ask you many questions because you're with a friend and you'll be like, oh, Oh, this is my friend. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be spending most of Christmas with my friends anyway. I'm going to be like leaving Christmas in the afternoon to go and hang out with my friends because I think that Christmas is a beautiful day to be spent with your friends. And I also have three other single friends who don't have partners. So I'm definitely going to be seeing them and we're going to live our best single life at the beach with a little barbecue to send off Christmas 2020. So there's a little hot tip for you. Bring a friend to your family Christmas. Okay, that sums up the whole singledom Christmas. Moving on to a more serious topic, and I really wanted to broach this because it's so prevalent and something that I've struggled with for years, but I do want to do so by being a little bit cautious with my language and I really want to step lightly because I don't want to trigger anyone. So if you're easily triggered by talking about eating disorders or any of that, um, maybe click off the episode because I'm going to be talking about food and relationships with food around Christmas time. So I can't remember a time where I didn't struggle with food. <laughs> I guess when I was a kid, I probably didn't really care about food. Like you don't really naturally care about food as a kid um, unless you have particular circumstances or whatever. I was very fortunate to grow up in a house where we always had food on the table. I don't know. I was a pretty healthy kid. It wasn't until maybe high school that I started to become aware of what I was eating and how it affected my body. Um, obviously, I was in the age of social media. I was in high school when Instagram first became a thing. I was also in high school when Facebook first became a thing. So my generation is definitely the first ones to jump on this app at a really young age. Definitely affected me in so many ways. I've tried every yo-yo diet out there. I remember being obsessed with this one particular fitness influencer. I'm not going to name names, but if you remember the whole bikini body guide situation back in the day, I was obsessed with that. I thought that I had to be a size, like literally a size six to wear a bikini. And it's crazy because I look back at photos now and I'm like, holy shit, like I was so tiny, but I was so scared to wear a bikini to the beach. But again, that's definitely another episode that I'll do on body image later down the track. But what I'm getting at is the fact that every Christmas, the same shit rolls around on social media every fucking year. It's like you get the fitness influencers that are like, count your calories, remember to everything in moderation. Like, 
earn your Christmas, quote unquote, you know, go to the gym. Don't forget that like Christmas calories count, rah, rah, rah. And then, you know, you have the beautiful influencers of the world that come out and say, fuck that shit, eat whatever you want, blah, 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 blah. AKA Lucy Mountain. If you're not following Lucy Mountain, I highly suggest that you do if you're interested in content that is actively fighting diet culture. It is at Lucy Mountain, L-U-C-Y-M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N. Anyway, Lucy is amazing. There's, I'm sure there's a bunch of other influencers out there as well that offer similar content, but she's incredible and she's someone that I love to have around these times of year. It's the same with Easter, like the same shit comes out two times of the year, Easter and Christmas, because people are eating a lot, we're spending more time drinking and we kind of let go a little bit more because it's fucking Christmas and so we fucking should. But I know that it's a very sensitive topic for a lot of people throw into the mix if you're with family who comment on your body or comment on how much you're eating and all of that sort of shit, which first of all, I fucking can't stand. If there's one kind of person in this world, it's the kind of people that comment on people's eating habits or their weight. I think that it's just so gross. Like if you're ever like to someone, oh, you look like you put on some weight, just get fucked. (laughs) I do not like you. Or again, if you're like, are you really getting a second serving? I don't think that I've ever had someone say that to me without me like fucking fully retaliating or me going into a spiral and feeling like I'm just like a worthless piece of shit that I need to go and train at the gym every single day, every waking minute to get off this extra plate of food that I just had. So know that when you say that to someone, you're really having a deep effect with the, on them unless they've done some work, you know, to get over that sort of shit. And a lot of people haven't done that work. So just be mindful of what you're saying. With Christmas comes, yeah, like I said, a lot of things coming through social media, um, your family being around. I just want to kind of be the person that says, fuck it, like literally eat whatever you want. Obviously, again, another caveat. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a health professional. I'm not a nutritionist. I am just simply a young woman sitting here saying to hopefully other young women listening to this and young guys and non-binary people who are feeling the same way about Christmas, that it's okay. It's not your fault that you're feeling guilty. We've literally been in a society that's told us that we have to be a certain size to be acceptable, Um, whether it's tiny or whether it's like putting on weight to be a certain size. Like we've been told forever that we, unless you fall into this perfect range, either side of the scale, you're not good enough. I'm going to say what I kind of need to hear around this time of year. So take from it what you will. If you are someone that has decided to count your calories on Christmas or avoid eating certain foods, there is no judgment. That's totally your prerogative. You live your best life. But I'm just going to say this for the person that is feeling really guilty about eating food on Christmas and wants to eat food but feels like they, they shouldn't, but they're not really sure why they shouldn't. First of all, I'm going to say something that I got told when I was going to Europe by a really beautiful friend of mine. I was at the time training a lot because I knew I was going to Europe. I wanted to be at my fittest. Um, Hello, diet culture. How are you? (laughs) And I was a little bit worried about going to all these places because I knew I was going to be eating food and, you know, how was I going to exercise while I was away? Right, right, it was fucking stupid. But anyway, mine and my friend said to me, like, don't go to Italy and not eat that beautiful bowl of pasta. 
don't go to Paris and skip a croissant because you're worried. She told me to eat whatever I want because that's life. And if I gain a few kilos, that's totally fine because I had the most amazing time doing it and I ate the most delicious foods and experienced these different cultures and experienced life to the fullest while I was there. And I know, I know for a fact that I would have regretted it so much if I hadn't have eaten two euros a day when I was in Greece or I hadn't have eaten that beautiful loaf of bread on the table in Paris because I was worried about where it was going to go. Like, fuck that shit. And that is the energy that I'm taking into Christmas. I totally understand can be really hard because when we're programmed to believe a certain thing, it's really, really hard to go against the grain on that. So for me, my general belief is like, eat like shit and you're going to gain weight, which is shit, but it's something that I've been taught from a really young age from so many different factors. So I'm actively fighting that. And I just kind of feel like with food, like it's the one time of the year that, you know, you have like bloody a beautiful potato bake. You have all this delicious food. Maybe you have like pigs in blankets. Maybe you have um, like salads and pasta salads and all of this stuff for me. <laughs> and the way that I'm looking at it this year is like, holy shit, whenever will I get all of this beautiful food put in front of me again? I froth food. Like I'm such a foodie. So when I restrict myself, I just end up going on these massive binges and I just want to eat everything because I'm like, holy shit, I just love food so much. So I'm going into Christmas with the mindset of like, fuck that shit. Fuck what anyone says. If anyone says a fucking single word about my Christmas diet, I'm throwing you in the bin. I will quite literally come and pick you up and I will throw you in the bin. So let this be a warning. <laughs> I will fucking throw you in the bin. So yeah, obviously, like I said, I'm not an expert. I know that like this could bring up some, you know, trauma and stuff for people. I don't know your personal relationship with food, but I'm just saying this to the average person who is struggling with the, you know, having things in their Instagram feed that is telling them to count their calories. Like you don't have to do that. You can eat whatever you want because food is not good nor bad. It's just food. Let yourself live. Like I already know that I'm going to get pimples around Christmas. My beautiful facialist is going to be like, no, all the hard work. But I've just accepted that like I, I don't really eat dairy because it makes me break out. However... I am 100% going to be having that beautiful potato bake because love me some potato bake and I know that it's full of cream, but I don't even care. I enjoy it and why the fuck not? Another little fun little tip that I always say to people, honestly, audit your phone. Go through and unfollow anyone who makes you feel like shit. It, it's honestly life-changing, right? Because if you're not seeing someone in your feed who makes you feel like shit, it kind of like goes from your subconscious because you see so much every day anyway, you're not going to miss having that like influencer in your feed. I guarantee you won't. And if it's someone that is close to you that has like a beautiful body and that just unfortunately makes you feel very insecure, just quietly mute their stuff so you don't see their stuff on your feed, you don't see it on your stories. I mean, I really hope this helped. I don't know if it did and I don't know if I am being simplistic and saying eat whatever you want. I probably am because I know there'd be so many people listening to this being like, um, I wish it was that easy, Del. And I truly just want to stress that again. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't want you to go away and be like, Kaylee is just fucking has no idea what she's talking about because I'm just saying from my perspective, I wish someone had told me that it's okay to eat whatever I want and that it's not going to make me any less of a person if I eat three potatoes instead of one. So basically to wrap up the whole Christmas shenanigans um, before we jump into Kaylee's hot seat, firstly, thank you so much for listening this far. I feel like my beautiful relationship people 
I am going to do more relationship podcasts in the future. I know that the podcast thus far has been predominantly single people based, but I am going to do some more relationshipy stuff very soon for you guys. And in saying all of that, that basically wraps up my Christmas part of the episode. I hope you all have a bloody lovely Christmas. And like I said, I'm thinking of anyone who has to spend Christmas alone this year because of COVID or any other circumstances. If you want to FaceTime, hit me up on Instagram and I will definitely give you a FaceTime. If you're, only if you're alone. I'm not going to fucking out here instead of fucking FaceTime random people. But if you're alone... 100% I will give you a little cheeky FaceTime. Okay, let's go ahead and move into Kaylee's hot suit. Welcome to Kaylee's hot seat. If you are new to the podcast and you're not sure what this segment is all about, it's basically where you can write into me a question that you have on honestly anything. It can be from sex, it can be about love, it can be about life, it can be about anything in between. <laughs> love that for me. You can write me in anonymously via kayleenlife.com. If you go to the podcast tab, it has a little form you can fill out. It's anonymous. I don't know who you are, so you can send me any questions you have and basically I just give you my best advice um, as a friend basically someone who can just be give you like a fresh perspective on something like I say always don't take me for gospel <laughs> I'm 22 what the fuck do I know but I'm going to give you my best advice anyway so today's question actually came through kayleenlife.com so thank you so much to the person that actually used this feature you're the first person to use the feature on cleanlife.com, which took me ages to figure out how to fucking do it. So <laughs> much, much appreciated. Let me just pull up the question really quickly. That would definitely help. Holy shit. It is hot as balls in here. It's quite literally like 40 degrees in Perth today. And I honestly want to pass out. I'm looking at the pool and I'm like, I should definitely go and jump in there in a second. Okay. So this question quite literally reads, um, how to tell if someone likes you. I want to know if someone likes me, but I'm scared of rejection. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for sending in this question. I feel like it's a bit broad, so I'm going to give you a few answers and hopefully we kind of hit the nail on the head because it's going to be a little bit different depending on who they are to you. So if you know, you're wondering if someone at your gym likes you, it's going to be a little bit different than if you're wondering if like the person you have gone on two dates with likes you or again, someone that you're mutually friends with um, that you have spent some time with, maybe you're with friends and you know that you guys know each other. It's not like a complete stranger that you just kind of make eye contact with, but you're not sure if they see you romantically or not. Let's, let's, let's delve into that. Okay. First of all, I'm going to start off by saying Straight off the bat, if someone is constantly trying to make conversation with you, I think that they like you. <laughs> I am not interested in having a conversation with someone, like, you know, ongoingly, that I'm not romantically interested in. So if someone is, you know, messaging me and talking to me and I'm not really romantically interested, but I get the vibe that maybe they are, I'm going to definitely like steer away from that and definitely kind of try and end the conversation. Like even my best friends, I don't talk to consistently. I mean, like I talk to them consistently, but like continually, I talk to them in different snippets throughout the day. I don't have like one big conversation that just keeps going and going. I will let the conversation die out and then I might be like, hey, what are you doing? But when you like someone, I feel like you 
keep wanting the conversation to keep going like you don't want to stop talking to them so you keep asking questions when you're asking questions you're generating more conversations which means you are staying talking to them longer so I would definitely watch to see how your conversations flow if they're constantly asking you questions then amazing also there is someone outside coming out of the pool so just letting you know if you can hear some outside noises that's why um it's still fucking impossible to film a podcast without noise happening all around you so sorry about that need to get a bloody studio gel yeah so I would definitely I would definitely watch where the conversation is going I would watch their actions and see if they are actively trying to ask more questions or not however this is going to be different if it's someone that like you know you have a gym crush and you're not sure if they like you back in that case I would say are they staring at you like every time you look at them are they looking at you are you feeling like there's some chemistry there have you guys spoken before like I've had gym crushes in the past I think gym crushes is like super common I don't know what it is about the gym but if I've ever had like a gym crush I'm thinking of one person in particular like maybe two gyms ago there was this guy that like I felt like I had this chemistry with and we would see each other all of the time um, and I thought that we were like into each other. Like I was like, he definitely likes me. Um, keep in mind, I had never spoken to him before. We just used to make eye contact across the gym. It was so stupid. Um, and one day he came in with like this really beautiful blonde girl and they kissed on their way out. And I was like, holy shit, he has a girlfriend. And I felt really embarrassed because I was like, clearly he didn't like me. Or if he did, he was probably just checking me out, which is just whatever. We're at the gym. It happens. Ugh, it's really hard to know, to be honest. I don't really know what to tell you because I feel like you just have to read the room and maybe just fucking take the leap and ask someone, um, hey, do you want to get a drink? And then if they say yes, then cool, go and have a drink and see how that flows. And then if it, you know, if they say, no, I'm really sorry, I'm just, I'm just really busy at the moment and they don't make plans another time, I feel like they're probably just avoiding the situation and maybe they don't really like you. I know you're scared of rejection, but I definitely think you should go and listen to my first episode on telling them how you feel. I don't know. I feel like it might help you realize that rejection is not as scary as you think. I know that it's like, feels like the scariest thing ever, but it actually makes you so resilient. But anyway, go listen to episode one, tell them how you feel, because I have a feeling that very well may answer your question. Alrighty, that about wraps up today's episode. I think I need a new outro because I say that every week. I've even written it in my script. I need to, I need to change it up. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the second last episode of the year. The last episode drops next Thursday on New Year's Eve. I'm actually so excited for that episode because we're going to be talking about how to set your intentions for next year. Um, and just kind of like all the things I learned this year, all of the massive things that happened in the world this year, we're just going to wrap up 2020. We're going to like, we're going to tie 2020 up in a bow and we're going to fucking send it out to sea and be like, peace. Bye 2020. Never want to see or hear of you ever again. But that's in next week's episode next Thursday. So be there or be square. Thank you so much. Um, remember you can come follow me on Instagram. The new podcast Instagram is figuring it out potty i post fun little memes and little tweets and stuff on there i'm really excited about that account actually so definitely come give me a follow if you're feeling leisurely otherwise you can follow me on creative content as well that is my personal instagram account so you can go follow me there you can also come and join my facebook group so that is figuring it out um oh my god i keep forgetting to check the member requests i need to go and do that 
If you have requested to join and I haven't accepted you, I'm sorry. It's just that I don't send me notifications if someone has decided to join. So I'm gonna go and do that now, but definitely come and join the little community. I really wanna have more people posting in there and know that it's like only a very small community at the moment. So the more the merrier, invite your friends. Let's have like a really beautiful community in there. I'm gonna start using the Facebook group for more content ideas. So if you ever have an idea for the podcast, please throw it on in there. If you ever want to discuss something that happened in the episode, you can do so on the Facebook group as well. Fucking love that. And the way that you can support my tiny little podcast is if you're on Spotify, follow me. It puts me in your feed. It helps me out immensely because it also lets me be recognized on other people's Spotify feeds. <laughs> and we can grow this beautiful little podcast together I was actually just saying to someone the other day that it feels like I'm finally doing what I've always supposed to be doing. Like this and my book just feel like the two things that I've always meant to be doing. So I'm having the absolute best time and I hopefully, I mean, I hope that you guys enjoy listening to it too. And if you do, following me on um, Spotify would be amazing. And if you're on Apple Podcast, which is unlikely at this point because <laughs> I don't think Apple has put my podcast on there yet. And if they have, they haven't let me know. So I'm gonna go and check on that in just a moment. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can hit subscribe. And if you're feeling extra leisurely, you can leave me a little review, hopefully a bloody beautiful one, Dal. That would be lovely and I'd really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, stay kind and stay safe this Christmas, please. Please be careful on the roads, don't drink and drive, all of that stuff. And I'll be back in your ears next week. Merry Christmas. Bye.